0: Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers.
1: Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Erin Summers. The Saints have their final practice today in preparation for the home opener Sunday against the Bucks. In today's episode, I'm catching up with Caesars ambassador Kenny Maine and Saints safety Justin Evans. Evans has such a cool story. After not playing football since December 2nd, 2018, that's nearly four full years. The Saints gave him a second chance and brought him in over training camp. Evans was drafted in 2017 by Tampa Bay. In 24 games with the Bucks, he had four interceptions and 93 tackles. A foot injury ended his 2018 season early. Then, prior to the start of the 2019 season, Evans tore his Achilles. The Bucks waived him in 2020. Evans spent the entire 2021 season completely out of the game. Head coach Dennis Allen liked what he saw from Evans throughout camp, and the Saints signed him to a one-year contract. In week one, Evans played 51 snaps at nickel. Before we get into my conversation with Justin Evans and with Kenny Mayne, the latest injury report heading into this weekend's game had cornerback Paul Adebo and running back Alvin Kamara as non-participants in Thursday's practice. Safety Marcus May and guard Calvin Throckmorton were elevated to full participants. Check back in at Saints on Twitter for Friday's report around 3 o'clock. Now for Kenny Mayne. After a 27 year career with ESPN, Maine is enjoying traveling around for Caesars and working on unique stories along the way. Kenny, thank you for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I really appreciate it. How are you today?
0: I'm well, I'm dealing with some life issues, but none of them are insurmountable. And as I always say, others have suffered worse. Like right when you're dealing, whatever we got this or that happening. we got a flat tire. Have I changed the tire recently? No. And then I went to pretend that I was going to change my daughter's tire and they did not have a, there was no spare tire. So I had the easy out of let's call AAA, get our one use in three years and um, go on with our day.
1: So when you say you're going to pretend to do it, you don't know how to do it.
0: No, I know how to change a car tire, but it's been a long, long time because okay. to my good fortune for 20 years or so, I've had newer cars that you just don't have that problem. And I Believe me, I'm not like talking above those who have that problem. I don't mean it that way. I just believe I I lived with the Honda Accord for nine years that I drove to the moon and back. Nothing against Honda Accords, maybe a proud sponsor of the show. Um, But what I mean is I had my used car back in the day where, you know, you always got fix up stuff, right? Everybody has. I had a Fiat once in Las Vegas right after I graduated and I didn't have enough money to fix the radiator. So I would literally drive gas station to gas station to put water in let it cool, oh. put water in and keep driving. So I've been there um, and we're there right now because the car doesn't work, but it will.
1: Well, you just mentioned Las Vegas. So that's just a great tie-in to what you're doing now, working for Caesars, getting in the sports betting game. So tell me a little bit about your role with them.
0: Um, we're still making it up as we go. I think <laughs> like uh, one of the guys said the old expression about you know flying the airplane while you're building it. But I think we got a good stride now. Like I've been there one year um and after I left ESPN at the beginning of June of 21 you know heard from different people who had different ideas about you want to try this or that and the Caesars options just made the most sense like I went to college at UNLV the first place I visited on my recruiting trip was Caesars I used to usher fights at Caesars I did Ollie Holmes I'm old um Leonard Benitez I think um, so it really felt comfortable. I knew some of the people already. There were some ex ESPN people. So like it was kind of like, oh, I know these guys, they know how to make good stuff. And we just started doing it. So we've kind of hit a good stride where most of the time my job is go somewhere, like I'm going to the Monday night game in Buffalo coming up. So I'll make a couple videos. I'll show up at a party, I'll be at the game. Like it's sort of a hybrid of make some material like I used to do, like I now do. And I don't have to worry about names or facts anymore. I can just like do comedy. Um, And once in a while, do a serious one. We did one with Nate Boyer um, about his movie about veterans and veterans and veterans, right? It's a really good show. But most of the time, I'm there to kind of do my thing. Just find a, a curious, unusual way to tell the tale of what's happening. And we're hyping the big Caesars truck that's on the road making its debut in Buffalo. So it's gonna travel around the country and we're gonna draw attention to Caesars at all these big events. Um, so I'm having fun.
1: Yeah, it's a Caesars sports tour. So you mentioned the big truck. Are you actually riding this truck? Is that how you get around? What, oh, what's be, the deal?
0: Before it's over, I will drive that thing. Okay, There's a hundred percent chance of that or mimic driving at least worst case. Um, we're coming to New Orleans a couple of few times. I think they gave me a list of here, here's here's where the truck is going. And, you know, we're trying to f- who, free on your schedule. And do you want to go to this or that? I think I'm in New Orleans three different times over the next four months. And I just was there for the college crazy game, LSU and, f- and FSU. Um, and I was there a month before that for the Mannings and J.B. Smooth shooting their commercial mm-hmm. at a famous old restaurant. I wish I remembered the name. It has all the cool stuff on the walls. It has like It looks like a museum. It's like a restaurant slash museum in New Orleans. There's a lot of them the name, here like But that. It, it was yeah. fancy and fun. Uh, so yeah, we're having fun. Each, each trip is unique. I did Del Mar went to the Belmont. I did the draft for the NFL. I've gone to Vegas several times. I was a, I pretended to work for Bobby Flay's restaurant, Amalfi as a fishmonger. So every time something comes up, whatever that, that event is, we kind of brainstorm like, all right, here's a couple ways we can go about it. Obviously we're going to mess with the Buffalo football fans, the, the Bills, Mafia, that's a layup, you know, so mm-hmm. there's always kind of something there for you that, that is right in front of you. And then sometimes we try to kind of create something that you would not expect.
1: Because you're funny, you have that dry sense of humor. So you can look at things a little bit different, right?
0: I think um, I've, I've said this before, I've made a living off what used to get me sent in the hall in grade school, <laughs> right? Like, what's the most absurd thing to say in that moment to make the class laugh? Sometimes the teacher liked it. Mr. Bell in fifth grade didn't like it. And I spent a good deal of fifth grade in the hall, but I think I grew from that.
1: Looking at the NFL, you mentioned going to the Buffalo Bills. They looked great in week one. The Saints, they had this crazy comeback against the Falcons. What do you think is going to happen at the end of this whole this whole season? Who's going to be there in Arizona at the Super Bowl? I don't
0: know. I hate making, I hate making those kind of predictions. Usually I side with my home team. I'm not doing that this year. Although I was happy to see what the Seahawks did in week one. I liked how Gino played, uh-huh. you know, getting that good win on Monday night. Um, you know, for the Saints, if you beat Atlanta, you've done well enough for a little while, right? Like that's yeah. your thing. It's, it's very funny. I, in fact, I saw a very funny video, a bunch of Saints fans in an Atlanta. I can't remember what kind of store it was, like a Walmart or something. Yep. And they were like marching through. I mean, it, it's petty, but it's kind of fun at the same time. Um, Stan Verrett, my, my good friend from ESPN, he's a huge, he went to St. Augustine. Um, you know, he's always in New Orleans. He's there for a lot of the games. I just texted him, in fact, about something else. Um, and the teams that make the playoffs, once you get there and, you know, anything goes like, it's impossible to predict I think the usual suspects will be there and you might get a couple outside characters. That's as far as I'm willing to predict anything because everybody makes way too much of the thing off of week one or September. That's the one that always gets me. All these, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks after one month of football, the, the smart players and the smart coaches know it's a long haul. And if you can kind of get things trending the right way by November and have a great December, you know, you're a better team than the one that got hot in September.
1: I literally gave you the answers to the test. I said the Bills and the Saints. That was my, you oh, know, I led you into and you, you didn't like take that. it. You didn't take it. Well, what are we doing? You know,
0: for what happened to the Bills at that Kansas City game, I, I mean, I'm not a Bills fan, and I'm not a Kansas City. I mean, I don't have anything against them, but they're not in my blood. I hurt for whoever was going to lose that game. It was just one of the crazy games, and the, mm-hmm. all the playoffs last year were so good. There were so many great moments, uh, but that one, I literally went out in our driveway. I think there was snow on the ground here in Connecticut, and I grabbed an old chair. I had to clear it by Gretchen. Which chair could I break? It had to be the one that we were you know was going to the garbage dump anyway. And I did the chair throw to have it obliterate, you know, in the middle of the driveway, just just so I could feel some of the pain with the Buffalo folks. One of my favorite shoots I ever did was in Buffalo with Marshawn Lynch when he was a rookie. You can Google that when I took Marshawn to Applebee's. Um, Yeah, so I have also with Chris Berman with his famous old "No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills." Like. Just by association, I feel like I have a little relationship. And I've never been to a game up there. I've been there to to do stories. But usually we'd shoot on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and go back, put it together for Sunday. So I've never physically been in that building for a game. And I know they're very passionate and uh, it should be fun.
1: It is fun. I've been up there for a game as a fan. And it's a crazy environment and you're going at the right time. It's not too cold yet up there
0: yeah I, I, as the older I get, I don't like heat or cold really. I just like you know, give me 71, San Diego, Seattle. Um, so yeah I'm, I'm happy to not have to deal with the elements. I wear flip-flops pretty much all year except for when it's really cold and I put on slip because I have an old ruined ankle from football and shoes don't bless me. so I've, I don't feel like wearing my brace all the time that I use to you know do things without pain. Uh, but we have a foundation that we give these devices to veterans. It's called runfreely.org. So if anybody wants to look that up and see what we're doing, we've helped about 35, I think, over a few years and getting people out of pain and getting them back into life again.
1: That's great. I like to hear that. We'll definitely check that out. You mentioned the fact that you're going to be back here in New Orleans for a couple games this year. What do you think of the environment of the Caesars Superdome?
0: Oh, I, I love the whole town. So, I mean, the Superdome is just an extension, right, of, of the feel of the whole town. I love the food. The people are nice. It's different. You know, it's different than most American cities. It has that European flavor to it, and and just the soul of the city. You know, just you see something. Oh, I just saw that. I didn't see that in the other city. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, in a good way. And the game I went to was a college game, but man, that I I imagine for a Saints game, which I have been to some Saints games way back when. um, Yeah, there's some great energy. Now this one, obviously going forward, you're going to have a heavily supportive Saints crowd. Not this. Split crowd, which was kind of interesting for the college game, um, where, where it was almost like a bowl game, right? Like you know, you were you were hearing it from both sides. But yeah, the energy of New Orleans is is hard to top, and just the the atmosphere. Just you get up and you walk down the street, and there's so much to do. And heard some great music, had some great food. So I look forward. I didn't know which games it is. I think I'm there two or three times in the next few months.
1: We're looking forward to our home opener this weekend, hosting the Bucks, which was a crazy game last year the game that Jameis Winston got hurt at the one here in the Superdome and then the game after that against the Bucks was the one where the Saints were able to to shut out the Bucks go 9-0 and in that game for the win when you look at matchups like that you know you have the oldest player in the NFL 45 year old Tom Brady and then you have Jameis Winston playing against his old team somebody who's trying to revitalize his career what stands out to you about that game
0: well, every game and all the players say this kind of a cliche that, right. It's like a roll of the dice and crap. Every, every new role is a new role. Every new game's a new game. So really a lot of the history of it, it's interesting talking about it, going into it, mm-hmm. but once, you know, once they kick off, anything goes. Cause I, I'm using like nine cliches at once, but you know, the any given Sunday thing is really true. These are really great players on every team. The worst team on a good day can beat the best team when it's unexpected um, Brady's still doing what he's doing at his level at his age is remarkable. Although at my age, I don't think his age is that old. I don't let, you know, I can still right. throw a football. I can't necessarily do it like he does or read the defense, but you know, just the physical act of doing what you used to do doesn't necessarily go away. Um, but for somebody to do it at that highest level, you know, quarterback's the hardest thing that and hitting a baseball, I'm not sure if there's anything harder in any sport. It's it, returning a tennis serve. Wouldn't be fun either. Um, you know, they're all hard. These are elite athletes. And and I'm happy for Jameis that he, they get a win out of the gate, you know, no matter how you get the win, it feels good. Right. Mm-hmm. And I met him actually for the first time. I might've met him a long time ago in a group, but I, I don't remember, but I met him at that, at the college game. Uh, and and he just, he just has a cool manner. I like I loved his, uh, his video from what, 10 days ago, where he's talking about the body parts being connected. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what?
0: It made sense to me. It made sense to me.
1: He's a very, very smart person. And sometimes it comes across and you're like, really, what, what is he talking about? But then you think about it, I know that makes perfect sense.
0: I think oftentimes people who are a little different than the rest of everybody who tries to conform, people don't know how to view it, right? They, oh, he's weird or whatever, right? Like, yeah, no, he seemed quick on his feet to me mentally and physically. And, and I liked him in our, in our one meeting, we had a nice little short chat and, and I wish him well.
1: Yeah. The team, the team loves him. The players here love him Yeah, fan base. We're definitely looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. You've mentioned a couple of different things that you've done. What's the craziest thing that you've covered in your, I don't know. I don't want to date you or anything, but that's a hard one. 30 plus career.
0: Well, I'm going to say my favorite thing I ever did was I got Stevie wonder to say, I can't be at the baseball all-star game. I have a high ankle sprain. So <laughs> to, to, I should have just retired after that, but I needed the money. Um, craziest i'd say it would have to be the Palio in italy so that's a horse race that they run in a town square in siena italy huge history to it hundreds of years back you know medieval times and the way the people are so passionate about their horse they there's 17 districts in this town they're called contradas 10 of them race twice a summer for the 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 championship of this three-lap horse race takes like two minutes they just go zipping around this track. They're crashing. It's terrible. Um, but um, we were with the, the uh, Unicorns. That was the district that we bonded with. And they just won this past summer for the first time in, I think, 15 years. So I'd say that stands out. Uh, Muay Thai boxing in in Bangkok. That was pretty crazy. Let me think. What else? Irish road bowling. Well, not so crazy, just unique. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did this thing where we did like a tour of unusual sports around the world. And so it's essentially like a free vacation, hey, we're going to Switzerland <laughs> for 4 days. Cool, I'll go, you know. Um so yeah, a lot of fun things. I, there's so many moments I've I'd have to get my the guys I worked with, you know, to recollect some of these insane things that happened through the years cuz just the doing of some of the shoots is crazy. Not not what ends up being on the show, but getting there, you know, pulling it off, you know, we had Terrell Owens who was supposed to meet us at a comedy club um and he didn't show up because we didn't send a car big enough for all the people he had ready to go like literally they had seven people and we'd send a car thinking it was just him and one maybe so the next day we i said do you want a helicopter we'll send a helicopter What do, what do you want to get to the comedy club so there's just been funny incidents like that all through the years and i'm still doing them there's funny things that are happening right now with the caesars project
1: speaking of caesars this sports betting, it's gotten crazy. It's taken off. There's so many different entities all over the place now. How much did you dive into that world before you became a part of Caesars? Did you ever think it was going to be as big as it is?
0: Well, I didn't think everything would get to the point where it is now and and, and beyond now. Um, not that long ago, because there was such a kind of a prohibition, right? Like, you weren't allowed on SportsCenter to mention gambling. The NFL had this, mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't let uh, uh, Tony Romo go to a fantasy football seminar, or whatever the hell it was, right? They, yeah. He was going to show up and get some money and do a couple jokes. And then everybody found out, oh, there's money here. So I think that might have been the tipping point. When everyone knew they could profit from it, everybody started doing so. Now you got leagues with associations. you got teams with associations. You know, obviously we want to protect the integrity of the game. And the people who... Are taking bets. I've always said this, you know, about Las Vegas in particular. The people laying the line on a the game, they they're the ones who want the fairest game ever, right? They they don't want there to be anything other than a, a well played. Everybody's playing right. in the game. Yeah, no tampering. So I think that was yeah, that was sort of like a false um, accusation that that would be the problem. I think, um, and you know, it, it's part of, kind of part of Americana betting on football. Everybody's in a fantasy league people like to you know you bet your friend at work every week let's pick one game you know that that's been happening for decades right so it's not like we invented and coerced people all of a sudden hey there's a new thing you can bet on like they already were now it's just legal taxed and and easier you know more convenient
1: last year there was so much parity in the nfl especially as you mentioned like once we got into the playoffs in the postseason it was anybody's game there's so many upsets do you think it's going to be the same this year
0: i have no idea because. I think any NFL week, you know, how many times have you seen toward the end of the year, particularly when one team is already kind of in a playoff position, they don't need the game. These other guys are two and 12, their season's over, but they're, you know, they play for pride. They, these, these are amazing athletes who have a lot of pride in what they do. And, and even the worst team technically on paper, you know, is still going to play all the way through the 60, all the way to the end of the season. That's, it's kind of like when people rip on, You know, some some player in the NBA who who didn't do well in a certain game and talk radios all over. It's like the worst guy on the worst NBA team is the best guy in most any gym at any time, right? Right. Like I think people underestimate just the value of the athleticism.
1: Speaking of athleticism, you did play quarterback in college, free agent pickup by the Seattle Seahawks. Didn't last very long because of the injury to your ankle but let's just say you didn't get hurt. How great of a career would you have had?
0: I don't know if was going to be great. I think, (laughs) I mean, I, I think when you play anything, whether it's, you know, division one football or pickleball with your friends on a Tuesday, right. You always want to do well. And you always kind of measure yourself against who you're playing, right. Like, like the kid down the street, you know um, the musto's kid is going to kill us every time he's too good but I can hang in there with the other, you know what I mean? Like, so you're always looking at it that way. And back in the day, I felt I was as good as the other rookies they brought in. I wasn't necessarily going to beat out Jim Zorn the next day, mm-hmm. um, but it was a thrill just to even get invited. The, what had happened was the kid who played ahead of me at Vegas, got guy named Sam King led the nation in passing yards our senior year. And he was offered to go to Seattle and turned it down. My coach said, Hey, if you liked him, you'll like the other guy. That was me. And I got to go throw for them on a tryout. Steve Largent happened to be in lifting weights or something, and they hauled him out to run routes for me. That was a pretty good benefit, you know. He's catching balls off his shoes, um, and I failed the physical though because of my ankle that I broke in my junior year, which led to the organization I described earlier about the you know the veterans getting these devices. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I think I could have been an okay backup for a little bit of time, and you never know.
1: Yeah. Um, what do you? What's your favorite thing to do now? You have a little more free time. What do you like to do? Hobbies?
0: Um, I think I'm golfing more than I used to. I'm not really improving. I keep saying I'm going to get lessons and work out these quirks because all like everybody who plays golf at my level, you know, bogey type level, like you, you hit the ball so well, like, dang, let's do that again. And then the very next hole you hit it in the bushes, like Mm -hmm. 12 feet. So I lack consistency. Maybe it's my eyesight. Maybe I need to, maybe I'm not seeing the ball well. Maybe I need to look into that as well. Um, I do that. I take dog walks with Gretchen and our dogs. Uh, been traveling. We had a, a really fun last two weeks. I've been to three Pearl Jam shows in, in two weeks. Wow! Went to Quebec City, the Apollo in New York City, and Madison Square Garden in New York City over 10 days. And it was a thrill. I know a couple of those guys, and and it was just being in that place with a band of that magnitude it was it was pretty fun just being a part of it
1: yeah well it's been fun catching up with you and talking about your involvement with Caesars obviously a big sponsor here for us as well one last thing before I let you go working with the Mannings on these commercials obviously Archie or Archie Manning was great here for us played for the Saints for a long time how much fun was it to work on that with those with those guys Mm -hmm
0: the Mannings uh, top to bottom are very difficult to work with uh, <laughs> a lot of attitude issues. No, they're great. They're all funny in their own way. they all, each of the four of them is uniquely funny in his own way. You know, it's they kind of play to type. What you expect is kind of what it ends up being um, what you've seen from the outside. If you don't know them, mm-hmm. uh, we did a really fun one. My favorite one I think I've done for Caesars was they're shooting the commercial with JB Smoove and he plays the role of caesar as people know and i barge into the room like i'm trying hey i want to be in the commercial too like why'd you guys leave me out and all of them had a very funny thing to say kicking me out the door essentially um so i'm hoping that actually runs as a as an ad it's right now you know an internet ad if you will Mm -hmm. um but yeah they've been fun They, they they're good with their time you don't overload them like hey peyton here's what we want to do and we shoot it in like four minutes. It's not like we're asking, you know, for hours and they're all so quick. You don't, they don't need much of a setup it's just, here's where we're going. Everybody freestyle it and it turns out. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's great. Like I said, I appreciate the time. Good luck with everything you have going on today and we'll see you here in New Orleans soon.
0: All right. Thanks for having me.
1: Appreciate Kenny jumping on with us today. We will definitely look forward to his return to the Superdome later this season. Now for Justin Evans. Justin, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I appreciate you being here today. How are you? Doing good. Is it kind of surreal that you're here right now?
2: It is. It is. It's a blessing. Every time I wake up, I'm like, damn, like I'm back. Like I'm, because I don't know, while I was hurt and then once I got cut, just all I was thinking about was like, man, that would be crazy if I could somehow come back. But, and it did. So it's just a blessing for me, really. But just a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of focus, a lot of, blessings from God, all
1: that. Yeah, I mean, a couple injuries, and then you were out of football completely. How did you stay ready physically and then mentally stay in it?
2: After I was rehabbing, and then I wasn't able to keep – every time I would come back, I would just get hurt again, have surgery again. And then I kind of just got down over it, just got mentally down on myself. And then once I got cut, I was kind of, like, over it. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of just was like, all right, well, my new life is – being in Colorado, I moved to Colorado, so I was like, well, I'm just a Colorado native now. What so you I just kind of like.
1: Like, did you have a, a job? Did you get a job? Nah, nah.
2: <laughs> just out there with my friends on the um, mountains, snowboarding and doing whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever else.
1: Yeah. All right. So how'd you stay football uh, ready? Right
2: I, I mean, I didn't. I just kind of was just out there clearing my head because I was just, it was so much going on inside of my head with football and injuries and getting cut, not being able to play and then what I'm gonna do for my life now to where I just kinda went there to just clear my head really. Like I didn't go that's the only reason why I went. I mean I usually go there just for vacation yeah. but
1: So were you in the market to get back with the team? Were you looking for I mean for my it? my
2: agent I told my agent to always like just keep me in the yeah. loop with teams but other than me, like I wasn't working out. Like after I got cut I stopped working out. Um then once my feet Somewhat stopped hurting. I just started snowboarding the whole from like November, December, January, February, March. And then uh, he called me and said that Chicago wanted me to come up there. And I'm like, well, I haven't started back working out yet, but my feet don't hurt, so I'm ready. So just tell them I'm like ready, but I haven't been working out. If they can bear with that, then they can. But once I went up there, they were like, nah, you ain't been working out. We're good. But then when I came here, it was just like, huh, right, you say you're ready, then I'm gonna get ready." So I just came here, started started working out. Well, by the time I had got here, I was already like a month or two into my workout program. Yeah, probably about a month. So
1: you obviously were ready. You made some impressions here. Every time I talked to Coach Dennis Allen, leading up to preseason games over camp, he would always bring your name up as somebody that was really standing out to him. How did you make the most of the opportunity?
2: I mean, like I was was just saying that um, just stay focused. As long as I just wake up and I'm focused, then it's just whatever happens after that just going to happen. But I think a lot of times people just wake up and then they just go throughout the day just to do it. But I think if you really just focus in on what you got to do, then it's just things work out for you. And if they don't, they don't. And it, but it's working. So I don't know.
1: How much stressed, do you, man. yeah, how much do you think, though, it was Coach Allen looking out for a, a fellow former DB at Texas AM?
2: I mean, I, I need all the lookouts and helps <laughs> I can get at this point. So I'm, I'm grateful for him doing whatever he did. I'm grateful for it.
1: You got a good opportunity here. Obviously, there's been some changes on the defensive side of the ball. You're mm-hmm. able to start your first game, get yeah, a lot yeah. of play. What was it like stepping on the field?
2: I mean, I kind of – the Houston game is the game that I kind of, like, was super, like, butterflies and was, like, nervous a little bit. So, once I got that out, I wasn't too much – for the Atlanta game, I wasn't nervous. So, it was just, like, another game for me or another practice or whatever. But it did still feel surreal, though, because I'm like, all right, this is an actual game. Like, it's a regular season game, and I'm back playing again after not playing in three and a half years. So – that was great. And my friends and family got to come down too. So I was loving.
1: It. Any different emotions heading into this game, playing against the team that drafted you, the team that you were trying to get on with throughout all the injuries? I
2: mean no coach those coaches that was there now, they didn't draft me, so I don't got no ties with them. I was there when they was there, but I didn't play I didn't play a snap for them. So I don't I don't care about them. I don't care about Tom Brady or none of that.
1: How has it been? I love Tampa. And
2: the the people that I do know, like Mikey, 79, Pat, like, I still got, like, some really good close friends over there. So, as far as them, I love them. Anything else, it is what it is.
1: How have you been fitting in over here in New Orleans and with these guys in this locker room?
2: I I live an hour away from here. I grew up an hour away from New Orleans. So, this is, like, home to me. So, I'm at home, basically. But... As far as coming in the locker room, I mean the guys are—they accepted me as soon as I came in because I came in and I, like, I'm showing that I'm trying to work and be on the team, so they like that. So they like me from that.
1: What's been the biggest challenge getting back on the field?
2: Mm, just to stay focused every day, like I was just saying, just mm-hmm. staying focused is so hard. Just for everybody and whatever any any job that people do, it's hard to stay locked in all day, every rep. It's hard to do that, so I'm, that's that's just been my biggest thing: is to just lock in every day, every snap, every play, every film session. What I eat, how I take care of my body, how I talk, just with anything, just to focus.
1: You said you had around fifty family friends that came out to the game in Atlanta.
2: Yeah, well I had like about 30.
1: Okay, yeah. so what about here? I mean, this is close to home,
2: being yeah, here in I the mean, Superdome trying, on Sunday. I, I got probably like 20, 30 people coming and about 50 on standby. <laughs> so they all trying to get in. So if they all get in, probably about 60 people, girl.
1: How excited are you to take the field here? Like be on the home field first home game
2: yeah i mean i'm sure it's gonna like right now i don't think i'll be too nervous but i think a lot a lot of a lot of it for me is like happens after it happens like once it happened and i sit back and i'm like damn did that just happen (laughs) i think i'm more of that person into like i don't really get too worked up about it at the beginning because i know i got to stay focused do my job on the field then after it then i look back on it and be like man that was crazy So I'll just wait to add to the game.
1: We'll have to check in with you after the game and see how it all went down. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It'll be a lot of fun to follow Evan's career this year. One thing is for sure, you will not be able to find somewhere to snowboard anywhere around here this season. Sunday's game is a noon kick on Fox. Don't forget to tune in to our pregame show at 11 a.m. on OrleansSaints.com or across our social media platforms. We'll have you covered on social throughout the game and post game, we'll be back live with coach and player sound. If the Saints can pull off the win Sunday, it will be the first time since 2013 that the Saints started out 2-0. On average, teams that start out 2-0 have a 7.6% chance of winning the Super Bowl. And that is officially your random stat of the day. Thank you for joining me today. Have a great weekend and go Saints.
0: Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.